0: mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannahgilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannahgilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. Instead of describing every single aspect of a character's appearance, just choose one or two physical traits that are especially unique and then focus on those. One or two unique and identifiable physical features can actually be much more impactful than describing each and every detail of a character's appearance. Plus, as a reader, I think it's just kind of fun to be able to fill in the gaps of a character's appearance with our own imagination, right? Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. Today's episode is all about crafting memorable characters. Specifically, I'm going to talk about character hooks or the things we can do to make our characters stand out from each other. So if you've ever wondered how to make each of your characters unique or how to write a story with a large cast of characters in a way where each character stands out from the others, then I think you're really going to like today's episode. So what are character hooks? Character hooks are things like personality traits, physical features, or associations that define a character and distinguish them from everyone else. So basically a hook is something that the readers can kind of hang their memory on, like especially in the early stages of a story that help them remember who is who and what that character's role is in the overall story. And in today's episode, I'm going to walk you through 10 examples of different types of character hooks you can use in your story. I'm also going to show you how some of these character hooks show up in the Harry Potter series because, in my opinion, J.K. Rowling is the queen of creating a large cast of characters that are both identifiable and memorable. But before we dive in, I wanted to quickly let you know that there's a freebie for today's episode that you can download at savannagilbo.com forward slash hooks. This freebie is a cheat sheet that will list out these 10 examples of character hooks as well as who in the Harry Potter series best fits each example. So one more time you can download that at savannahgilbo.com forward slash hooks. So without further ado let's dive into 10 examples of character hooks. The first type of hook you can give your character is an accent or a specific way of talking. So depending on where your character is from or what level of education they have, he or she might have some kind of accent or use very specific phrases or even use some type of regional slang. So in the Harry Potter series, for example, consider the way that Hagrid talks versus someone like Professor McGonagall. So Hagrid has kind of the backcountry accent that reflects his upbringing and where he came from, right? Whereas Professor McGonagall has more of a clipped and direct way of speaking. She also speaks very properly and seems to be highly educated, right? So these are just two examples of how an accent or a certain way of speaking can really help your characters feel unique and different from one another. And I know there are probably a ton of other examples in the Harry Potter series, but Hagrid and Professor McGonagall were just the two that came to mind. The second type of hook you can give your character is an identifiable physical feature. So instead of describing every single aspect of a character's appearance, just choose one or two physical traits that are especially unique and then focus on those. So for example, almost everyone in the wizarding world can recognize Harry by his lightning bolt shaped scar, right? They would never mistake someone like Neville for Harry because Neville doesn't have Harry's famous scar. So Harry's scar is his unique and identifiable feature. You can also think about someone like Dolores Umbridge, who is almost always wearing pink and is described as kind of looking like a toad. We would never mistake Umbridge for someone like Professor Trelawney, who is a little bit more mystical and, you know, wears fun blue nail polish and all of that stuff, right? So hopefully you can see just by these two examples how one or two unique and identifiable physical features can actually be much more impactful than describing each and every detail of a character's appearance. And plus, as a reader, I think it's just kind of fun to be able to fill in the gaps of a character's appearance with our own imagination, right? The third type of hook you can give your character has to do with their body language and mannerisms. So a character's physical appearance is a lot more than just how he or she looks. It's also about the way he or she moves and interacts with their world. And just like in real life, a person's body language can speak volumes about what they think and feel. So for example, look at someone like Neville Longbottom, who is kind of forgetful and kind of clumsy, right? His actions show how little self-confidence he has and just kind of how he feels about his place in the world, right? Now compare that to someone like Draco Malfoy, who has a permanent sneer on his face that clearly communicates how he feels that everybody else is beneath him, right? So unlike Neville, Draco has a lot of confidence and he's not afraid to show that he thinks he's better than everybody. So not only is this a great way to distinguish your characters from one another, but it's also a great way to give insight into your characters and how they think and feel too. The fourth type of hook you can give your character is some kind of human or animal counterpart. So this could be a person or an animal who is always with your character or someone that the reader couldn't imagine your character being without. So in the Harry Potter series, for example, Crookshanks is Hermione's animal counterpart, just like Mrs. Norris is Filch's. Neville has his toad Trevor and Harry has Hedwig, right? And as far as human counterparts go, Fred and George Weasley have each other. They're always together and they share similar personalities and interests. The same thing goes for Padma and Parvati Patil. So even though those two are in different houses, they're usually seen together because they're hanging out all the time, right? So, consider giving your character a human or an animal counterpart to help set them apart from the rest of your characters. This is also another great way to give insight into your character's personality or preferences too. The fifth type of hook you can give your character is a unique personality. And this one's important because in real life no two people are alike, right? So, to make your cast of characters feel more relatable and more lifelike, you want to give each character their own personality and preferences. So for example, consider someone like Gilderoy Lockhart who thinks that he's the most handsome, the most gifted, and the most wonderful wizard to ever live, right? You wouldn't mistake him for someone like Professor Lupin because Lupin is much more humble and tends to always want to stay out of the spotlight. And not only that, but Professor Lockhart kind of plays at bravery while Professor Lupin is actually pretty brave. Now, these are just two obvious examples from the Harry Potter series, but there are a lot more. Every character in the Harry Potter books has a unique and memorable personality. If I said Vernon Dursley, you would probably imagine someone who's always angry and always judgmental. If I said Peeves, you would probably imagine someone who's goofy and always up to no good. If I said Lavender Brown, you might picture someone who's a little boy crazy but sweet, right? So everyone has their own personality, and this is just one of the things that I think makes the Harry Potter series so great and so worth studying. The sixth type of hook you can give your character is a good balance of strengths and weaknesses. So every good character needs both strengths and weaknesses because that's what makes our characters feel human and relatable. And some of the best characters in fiction have a really good mix of both strengths and weaknesses. So, for example, Harry Potter is both brave and loyal. He's also stubborn and he's sometimes reckless, which has more than once put his life and the life of his friends in danger. But all in all, I'd say he has a pretty good mix of both strengths and weaknesses. You can also consider someone like Hagrid, who has a lot of love for animals, right? So, that's one of his strengths, but it can also be a weakness because he loves animals so much that He doesn't always use the best judgment when it comes to making decisions about said animals. So don't be afraid to give your character both strengths and weaknesses to not only help them seem more human and relatable, but to also help you add areas for potential conflict, contradiction, and growth too. The seventh type of hook you can give your character is a specific role in the story. So roles can be anything from a job to a place in the family hierarchy To an archetypical role like that of a mentor or a sidekick. So for example, in the Harry Potter series, Dumbledore is very clearly Harry's mentor. Not only is he in charge of the whole entire school, but he spends a lot of time with Harry offering him insight, guidance, and advice throughout the story. Someone like Sirius Black is basically a father figure to Harry where someone like Mrs. Weasley kind of treats him like a mother would, right? So these specific roles help readers understand our characters more easily from the moment they step onto the page. But roles can also help define characters outside of their relationship to the protagonist as well. So for example, consider someone like Stan Shunpike who is very recognizable and memorable as the conductor of the night bus. You're probably not going to confuse Stan Shunpike with someone like Ludo Bagman because they each have different roles or different jobs within the story. The eighth type of hook you can give your character is a connection to some kind of group or family. So this is similar to giving your characters a counterpart, but it's a little different because we're talking about a larger group of people. So, for example, think about the Weasley family. Every single member of the Weasley family has bright red hair. They also usually wear hand-me-down clothing and have used quality books, quills, and brooms, right? And then compare them to a family like the Malfoys, who are very well off financially and only use the best brooms, books, and quills. And not only that, but the Malfoys are also described as being physically pale-haired, pale-skinned, and as having sharp features. So you can very clearly see the difference between these two families, right? And this also kind of serves as a point of conflict throughout the story, which is kind of cool. Now, this could also work for groups like the Death Eaters or the Order of the Phoenix. And that's because by allowing readers to associate characters with, quote, bad groups like the Death Eaters or, quote, good groups like the Order of the Phoenix, it's easier for readers to understand a character's place or purpose within the overall story. The ninth type of hook you can give a character is a dominant emotional state. So most characters slip into a default emotional state when stressed or under pressure. So for example, when Hermione's stressed or she's feeling the pressure, her logical mind takes over. She turns to the library and gathers her books and just gets as much information as possible in order to solve whatever problem she's facing. Now, compare that to someone like Draco Malfoy, who is almost always judgmental and snarky and who uses his pure blood status or his family's money or kind of like leans on the influence of his father in order to solve his problems. Those are kind of two very different ways of dealing with problems, right? So consider how your character would react in times of stress or under pressure. Because in real life, no two people are going to react the same way under stress or under pressure, and it should be the same for the characters in your story too. So does your character freak out? Do they turn to books? Do they confide in their friends? Do they do something else? Like, how do they react to stress and pressure? The 10th type of hook you can give your character is a role to play in concealing some kind of mystery. So, for example, in the Harry Potter series, Peter Pettigrew disguised himself as a rat for over 12 years to hide himself from the rest of the world. And this concealment of the truth played a huge role in the third book of the series, and whenever people remember Peter Pettigrew, they always associate him with this mystery and this big plot twist. And the same can be said about Professor Snape, right? So throughout the whole series, readers were kind of on the fence wondering if he's a good guy or a bad guy or what his deal was. And I can't imagine talking about the Harry Potter series without mentioning Snape or the big secret that he kept hidden until the very end because he's kind of the master of ambiguity and concealment, right? Like that was a huge twist at the end. So it could be that your character's hook is that they have a role to play in concealing some kind of mystery or hiding some kind of clue that's going to lead up to some kind of plot twist in your story. Now, you might be wondering, how do you incorporate these hooks into your own story, especially if you're not writing a story with fantastic beasts or wizards or giants or merpeople, right? Like, what if you're not writing fantasy? And the answer is that you just have to work with what you have, because you can use any of these 10 character hooks in whatever kind of story you're writing. And that's because diversity is very real, right? We live and breathe diversity on a daily basis. So don't be afraid to utilize the rainbow of humanity fully when it comes to developing your characters. You can use these 10 types of hooks that we just went over to help you distinguish one character from another and to help you make each of your characters unique. And when it comes to actually writing your story down, just remember to make sure to mention these character hooks often enough that the reader's gonna remember them, but not so often that it becomes annoying. And this is something that beta readers or your critique partner or even an editor can help you with once you have a finished draft. So they can kind of help you go back through and decide whether or not you mention these hooks enough or if you're mentioning them too much, right? The last tip I have is to just make sure your hooks and their characters add something to the overall story. And this is particularly why I chose to use the Harry Potter series as an example today because J.K. Rowling didn't include anything in her story by accident. Every unique detail or character hook impacted the overall story, some of them a lot more than others. So as you're developing hooks for your characters, just consider how these details are going to affect everything else and how they're going to play out in your overall story. And that way, when you're done, your story is going to feel like a satisfying and a cohesive whole instead of just a bunch of random things that were thrown together. Now, before I let you go today, let's quickly go over those 10 types of character hooks one more time. So, number one was to give your character an accent or a specific way of talking. Number two was to give your character an identifiable physical feature. Number three was to give your character their own body language or mannerisms. Number four was to give your character a human or an animal counterpart. Number five was to give your character a unique personality. Number six was to give your character their own set of strengths and weaknesses. Number seven was to give your character a specific role in the story. Number eight was to give your character some kind of group or family connection. Number nine was to give your characters a dominant emotional state. And number 10 was to give your characters some kind of role to play in concealing a mystery. Okay, so that's it. That's 10 examples of the different types of hooks you can use in your story to distinguish one character from another. And I hope you guys found that helpful. Just a quick reminder, you guys can download the freebie for today's episode at savannagilbo.com forward slash hooks. This freebie is a cheat sheet that's going to list out each of these 10 examples of character hooks as well as the characters in Harry Potter who best fit each example. So one more time, you can download that at savannagilbo.com forward slash hooks. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.